0: All right, we're just going to go back to our previous example. We did this one, uh, we did it twice actually now. And we're going to draw a sketch um, showing the relative extrema. We'll use the second derivative test to identify, to classify the um, extrema. And we'll pick up an inflection point or two and we'll draw a graph. All right, so here's the function. Okay, x over x squared plus 1, and then if you remember, or if you don't remember, you can go back and look at the the, um, the tape again, because we did this one on tape. We found the second, a first derivative just using the, what, the quotient rule and some algebraic simplification, and then we found the second derivative using, again, the quotient rule, but this time we had to incorporate the, what, the chain rule or the generalized power rule, and then again, some more algebraic simplification. All right, so what we're going to do then is uh, find our extrema. So remember, to find the extrema, we're looking at the derivative equals 0, or the derivative does not exist. But in this example, right, there are none of these. Right, because the derivative's denominator x squared plus 1 is always at least 1 squared is always at least 1, so it's never 0, so we don't have a problem. We do have critical numbers, though, at uh, negative x squared plus 1 equals 0. The numerator of the derivative equals 0, which gave us What? x equals 1 and x equals negative 1, right? And now if we use the second derivative test, okay, at x equals 1, the second derivative is what? And again, we only really care about the sign. So the second derivative is what? It's 2x is positive. x squared minus 3 will be negative and x squared plus 1 cubed will be positive. So at x equals 1, the second derivative is negative, and that makes this what? So 1, 1 what? 1 a half, OK, right, is what? Is a relative. maximum, okay, and we have another critical number at negative 1, so at x equals negative 1, the second derivative at negative 1 is what? Well, at negative 1, uh, we get the, the, I'm sorry, the second derivative, right? At negative 1, we get a negative, Negative 1 squared is 1 minus 3 is another negative. And the denominator, right, is still positive cubed is positive. But that makes this positive, right? So if x is negative 1, right, f of negative 1 is what? Negative 1 over 1 plus 1 is 2. So it's negative a half. And, right, the first derivative is zero and the second derivative is positive makes this a relative minimum, right? All right, so we've used the second derivative test to figure out that we have a relative max at 1 half and a relative min, minimum, at negative 1, negative 1 half. All right, Um, if we continue with the second derivative, right, the second derivative will be zero, or the second derivative will not exist, right. This time we're looking for concavity and inflection points. Okay, again, um, by the nature of the second derivative, the denominator is what? x squared plus 1 cubed, so we don't have any of these, right? But the second derivative does equal 0 when the numerator is equal to 0. So we have x is 0, x is the square root of 3, and x is negative the square root of 3 right? So we have negative the square root of 3. And we did this um, a little bit ago, right? We did this very same example. Um, so the second derivative and x. And we have zeros for the second derivative. OK? And I think we, if you remember, we used negative 10. So negative 10 in the second derivative. So, the second derivative at negative 10, okay, is what? It's 2x is negative. X squared plus uh, x squared minus 3, sorry, is positive, and x squared plus 1 cubed is, as we just talked about, is always positive. So the second derivative at negative 10, right, is negative which means the curve is, what, concave down. All right? If we pick negative 1, we get the second derivative at negative 1. All right? And 2x at negative 1 is negative. x squared minus 3 is negative. And the denominator x squared plus 1 cubed is positive. That makes This, right, negative times negative is positive. Divided by positive will be positive, which makes what? This region, the curve is concave up, right? If we look at 1, right, the second derivative at 1 is what? Well, 2x is positive, x squared minus 3 is negative x squared plus 1 cubed is positive. So a positive times a negative divided by a positive is negative, right? So this is negative, right? I'm sorry, this was positive, positive. and that makes what? The curve concave down, right? And then one more, if x is, let's say, 10, the second derivative at 10, 2x is positive, x squared minus 3 is positive, and x squared plus 1 cubed is positive. So, that package is positive, and we're concave up, All right? So, we have changing concavity from down to up, from up to down, and then from down to up. So we have points of inflection at negative the square root of 3. And then if you put that back into the function, you get what? Negative root 3 on 4, right? 0, 0, right? That one was easy. And then positive square root of 3. And what positive square root of three on four? These are points of inflection, All right? So now we've got our extrema, and we've got our points of inflection. So we can draw a little graph. Okay, um, our extrema are where at one a half we have a relative max. So one a half. Well here. So, one, a half, right, we have a relative max, and at negative one, negative a half, we have a relative min, okay, so we have a min there, we have a max there. At zero, zero, we have a point of inflection, okay, this is one point seven, And 1.7 divided by 4 is about 0.4, so somewhere in here, okay, maybe we have a point of inflection. So that's an inflection, that's an inflection, and then what, another one over here maybe, okay, we have an inflection, right? Okay, so what does this look like? Well, we have our max concave down, right, and we're concave down. Okay, so we're concave down, okay, and then we inflect so that now we're going to be concave up, okay, okay. 0, 0 is also an inflection, so we're concave down, but we're going to be concave up on this side, so we're concave up, all right, and we stay concave up until we get to this inflection, and then we switch to concave down, all right, and now how do I know that it, it sort of looks like this? Well, let's go back to the original curve, right, the original function, and you remember from last semester, right, we talked about horizontal asymptotes, right, so I'll just sneak in here. Horizontal asymptote, right, do you remember? Dig deep in your memory now. The degree of the numerator is one, and the degree of the denominator is two. So do you remember if the degree of the denominator is greater than the degree of the numerator, then what? Y equals zero, right, will be a horizontal asymptote. So that's how I knew over here, right, if I come back to my graph, yes, let the camera catch up to me, okay, that this curve, right, starts to get closer and closer to the x-axis in both directions, positive infinity and negative infinity. All right? So, we threw in a little bit of extra here. We not only have relative extrema and inflection points, concavity, we also have some asymptotes, a horizontal asymptote. Okay, let's look at another example.